Maybe I ain't too old to start over, I think. And I laugh and cry at the same time at this, because just last night, I thought I was finished with everything new. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks and start off the episode with a quote of the day. This one is by Catherine Stuckett, and it's from The Help. Now, I think that it's very interesting talking about change in this manner. You know, as we get older, we get set in our ways. And I say we because I put myself in this. When was the last time we didn't resist something, at least initially, and go through that process of, "Mm, okay, maybe I will deal with this change. The resistance to change that we hold inside of us, that we carry with us, sometimes not even realizing why it's so deeply difficult for us to figure out change, for us to understand it, for us to change. And that's everything. Speech, our words, our language, our actions, our behaviors, our days and the normalcy of our days, our people, our friends, our family, and whoever else is in our lives. Why don't we stay where it's comfortable, we think? And if we have to change, when does it get easier for us? And these are big, big changes. Maybe they were changes that we weren't ready for, that we weren't warned about. And when change is thrust upon us, how do we make it easier on us anyway? Very interesting questions to ponder about. And the strange truth, at least the one that I've come to realize, is the more that I resist, the more I'm forced to let go of because change is inevitable. Raise your hand if you've heard that one before. Change is inevitable and we can only stall for so long. Embracing that change is only easy in the moments that we want the change. But how often do we want the change? I'm thinking, just as there's a part of us that resists any kind of newness, there are parts of us that so badly want it. Now, all we have to do is find the parts of us that want the change, and voila, the inevitable becomes easier. I know, easier said than done. That is the philosophy to start off the show. Let's get into the CELA homepage. You can visit celalibrary.ca to get the whole catalog of what the Center for Equitable Library Access has to offer us, audiobook listeners, ebook readers. And the three titles that are up there being featured right now are Into the Broken Lands by Tanya Huff. This is a fantasy title. The second one is Spare by the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, and this is a memoir. The third and final one being featured at the moment is Poster Girl by Veronica Roth, and this is a sci-fi title. There are refreshes to these three featured titles up there every so often, every couple of weeks, and so you can keep checking if you just want some inspiration and a variety of things to read. On today's episode, after a pause, we're going to check in with our friends from CELA, from the Center for Equitable Library Access. Teresa Power and Karen McKay are discussing reading goals, 
How do our reading goals from last year affect this year, if at all? And how much are you branching out and connecting with others, with yourself, with the books that come your way, maybe the recommendations and the book clubs that you're a part of? We're going to walk through and talk through a lot of different things that we want to put on the table for reading goals this year. And there is a variety in that conversation as well, along with some tips and resources provided to us by Karen and Teresa. This is AMI Audiobook Review. This week on AMI Audiobook Review, we're checking in with our friends Teresa Power and Karen McKay from the Center for Equitable Library Access. And as we mention on every show, celalibrary.ca for that gigantic catalog of books that you can check out. Now, Teresa is the content and access librarian. Karen is the communications manager at SELA. And today we're going to get to reading goals. And we gave everyone a heads up that this is what we talk about this week. But before we get to reading goals, shall we go through Karen, the Canada Reads shortlist that was released last week? Yeah, for sure. So there was five on the shortlist. The debates are going to take place on March the 27th to the 30th, and you can follow along by pretty much any of the CBC streaming platforms. It's on their TV, the radio, and on CBC Books, the website page. So there's five books. They're all defended by um, Canadian celebrities. Um, so the first one up is actor Keegan Connor Tracy. He's defending Greenwood by Michael Christie. And then uh, the dancer Gurdip Pander, uh, everyone knows him. He's championing Hot- Hotline by Dimitri Nazarala. Uh, TikTok creator Tasnim Gidi, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, uh, is championing Mexican Gothic, which is a, a little bit of an older book, not super old though. Actor Michael Grayes is championing Station Eleven, which is an older title, and that's by Emily St. John Mandel. And the last one is called Ducks. It's by Kate Beaton. Um, and this one, unfortunately, we do not have in our collection. It's a graphic novel, and we don't have enough time to produce it before the um, the debates happen. But um, you can check your library and see if they might be able to help you with that one if you wanted to, to read it. But we do have the four out of the five, so you can read them and you can take part in the debates, whether they're happening in your community or you're just yelling at the television. Okay. Fabulous. Um, what else? Anything else you want to highlight before we move on? That's it for right now, but we'll have okay. more stuff for you next month. Okay. Fabulous. Well, we know that Canada Reads is uh, one of the big things that people take part in. Challenges, I guess, is what we call it. Um, but it's one of the big ones that people take part in and keep track, which leads us into our conversation for today. Reading goals for 2023. Now, this is not necessarily a resolution, doesn't have to be. I think it can be tweaked and uh, kind of dealt with, changed around throughout the year. But maybe let's talk about what we have at the moment. First of all, I want to open up the, the table and talk about how we set up reading goals for the year. And do we do that and how do we do it? So let's go around the table. Teresa, starting with you. Right. So actually, this is quite obviously the first year that I'm I'm intentionally setting reading goals um, because I am because of work in the nature of what I do. Um, I'm involved in many different um, kids and YA reading programs, so I predominantly read those age levels. And uh, this year, I was like, you know what? 
no, I need to really change that. I really need to read the things that I I really want to read. I don't want to continue missing out on on those books. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where where I'm coming from. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, I think that having you know, pleasure reading, as I call it, is so important. Now, I only pleasure read, so <laughs> so I can and, uh, definitely attest to how important it is. And I mean, it's not to say that the reading that I do for these programs is not pleasure reading. It mm-hmm. is often quite enjoyable, um, but it's also it takes up so much of my time. It's reading uh, hundreds and hundreds of books over right. a year, which is quite time-consuming. And, um, yeah, I just want to be able to talk about other books as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Karen, do you go through similar, you know, recognition and realization with what you're reading and how much time put into you know, mandatory or compulsory reads versus what you just wanted to? Yeah, so I'm actually taking college courses outside of work. And so there's a lot of reading for uh, for my schoolwork. And school I, so I'm finding that I don't have a ton of pleasure reading time. So my resolutions this year uh, are to read more for connection. I, I don't want to put a lot of um, sort of shoulds on my shoulder. I want to, to read what I want to read. But I have a couple of books picked out for this year that I'm reading to connect um, with people in my life. So a, um, a close girlfriend who lives far away, we're going to read books and, and chat about them together. Oh, uh, yeah. And like uh, book club style? Kind of, yeah. Just so that, I mean, we get together sort of once a, once a month, once every six weeks, but we always end up talking about books, but we haven't read the same one. So we're going to, we're going to make an effort to read the same book so we can talk about that when we're together. Uh, and my daughter's in, my youngest daughter's in university. She's taking all kinds of um, really interesting courses, philosophy and women and gender studies and that sort of thing. And so um, in order to sort of stay connected to her and talk to her about some of the stuff that she's learning, I'm reading some of the books that are recommended by some of her profs as well as a way to sort of stay connected to to the stuff that she's learning and to expand my own learning because it's been years since I've taken those sorts of courses. Um, mm. So those are on my, my to-do list. And then there's a couple of authors coming up that I, they've got new releases coming out that I want to read but I don't have a defined list and I don't have a you know I must read a book a week that just doesn't fit in my life now I was going to ask that question actually you know do you can you define your reading goal because I think the the easiest and the simplest way a lot of people do it is to okay read x amount of books this year right 24 books a year two books a month, three books a week, whatever it may be. That's a hefty goal. Um, but do, do either of you pick goals like that, Teresa? Yeah, I think like a lot of people do that. Um, like, like Goodreads, 50 books uh, a year or something like that. And I don't know that I have um, an end goal or a, a certain number that I'm, I'm you know, aiming for. But I would say that for every kids or YA book that I read for the programming, I want to read at least the same number of adult books. So if I'm reading one or two YA books, which are like hefty books, we're talking two, 300 pages usually, I want to intentionally carve out time to read one or two um, adult books that I really, really want to read yeah how well did you 
both do last year with your reading goals? Do you remember, A, what they are? Because sometimes by the end of the year, I don't remember what exactly I said I would do. Um, But I feel good about how much I've read or the expansion of genres or authors or types of recommendations that I've taken in and book clubs are really specifically what that uh, what does that for me you know get me feeling like yeah I checkbox a lot this year um Karen do you remember how you did last year I didn't do great because I was taking all of these courses <laughs> I mean I you know I read but I read a you lot read. of business oriented books or, or course specific books uh, or books for for other work that I do outside of Sila and so my pleasure reading was pretty limited last year. What I did start doing, though, actually, was reading um, short stories or poetry before I went to sleep because I wasn't oh. reading long books. And so sometimes it was just a poem or two. But I have a, a stack of poetry books beside my bed. And even that just, you know, just that five minutes of reading uh, mm-hmm. was lovely. So, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, some some kind of daily quick poetry or whatever mm-hmm. um, is, is so nice. How about you, Teresa? Yeah, I think I was in a similar boat. I, I don't think that I did uh, very well in terms of um, even really setting goals, but also just going back to, you know, reading books that I really would like to read outside of those programs that I'm a part of. And I certainly found myself really falling into, you know, the genres and the authors that I really love. And so I think that's fine. We all read in those niches. We all have genres that we particularly enjoy. And we all have mm-hmm. particular authors that we really love. I find that the authors that I really love are not very prolific in terms of how much they write. Uh, so it can be like years and years before they come out with something new. Um, so, you know, I just kind of fell into those those reading ruts. So, you know, one of my intentions this year really is to, you know, reach out for books that I'm interested in, but, you know, I normally wouldn't reach out to read because I just didn't have the time for it. So I only really have time for those very specific authors and those very specific genres. So what I want to do is reach out for for those kinds of books this year as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you because one of the great things about doing a, a weekly episode for the show is that you hear from all kinds of people um, and the kinds of books that they're into or that they're reading. And we usually get through at least one to two recommendations, uh, um, a, an episode. And obviously, like I haven't even touched, you know, three quarters of what's offered out there in terms of just genre alone. You know, I, I feel like uh, by default, I go to things that I like. If I if there are two choices in a book club, I'll pick the one that I'm just leaning towards naturally, organically. But uh, there is so much wonderful commentary out there and important subjects that I haven't gotten to yet so absolutely agree that you know the expansion and the intention behind what you read is so important to keep in touch with throughout the year so let's go over our reading goals maybe um, and talk about some of the specific things we're looking forward to Teresa we'll start with you because you have some books you want to check out yeah I mean I think two that are on my list um, is Bad Cree. Um, and Bad Cree, I'm not too sure if this is an adult book or if this is a YA book, actually. Um, but it's about a young girl, a teenager, who is bringing back items from her dreams. 
And she starts being haunted by people and by crows from these dreams. So reach, so she reaches out to her community to find out what's happening. Um, so I really want to carve out time to be able to read this book. Um, and one of the authors that I absolutely love, and this is one of the authors who's not necessarily prolific, but what he's written has been absolutely amazing and award-winning, mm. and I love, is um, Vincent Lamb. And what's crazy about him is he's a doctor in, like, actually, quote-unquote, real life. This is the job that he does. He's also an award-winning Canadian author. It's incredible. And so he has a book coming out at the end of February called On the Ravine that um, I'm really looking forward to reading. And currently, and talking about book clubs as well, um, I'm reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. So oh, a friend of that mine... That was a book club choice last yeah, year for us. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine who's a librarian has started kind of an online book club. And I'm not usually like a book club person because it's, again, forcing me into maybe books that I, I wouldn't necessarily reach for. But this is what we're doing this year. So mm-hmm. I, am, I have just started reading... Uh, that that book as well. People um, had some fabulous reviews on that book, so I'm curious to hear how you enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so for me, uh, I don't have too many specific books on the docket or it, any, to be honest with you. Um, however, I think that some of the things that I've read last year that have kind of stamped me in preparation for this year is memoirs just going through memoirs and I think I'd even dare to say unusual memoirs for me not just people that I'm following or celebrities that I know of but actually picking up books by people who I maybe don't even know a thing about um and simply because you know they're they're reviewed well or sometimes I'm just in the mood to google you know greatest memoirs of all times or something like that and see what people have commented on uh you know those in the industry of certain different things or whatever but I enjoyed reading several memoirs and I did not plan to do that last year so I loved it and I think that that'll that'll be more what I lean towards you know non-fiction and uh informative and getting into people's lives and thought processes and journeys as well like just hearing people's stories uh, so that's kind of where I'm headed Nisreen did you have anything specific that you're looking forward to reading um I wanted to actually talk about how different my goals were from last year to this year okay and last year I had a goal of okay reading this many books uh, per month and I mean listening to this many books per month and I obviously didn't reach that goal (laughs) just because it's it's so unpredictable I mean the busyness of my schedule and what things happen I can't really um, focus on that goal of how many books I would listen to however uh, this year I said okay you know what Every month, I'm going to work on a specific book, reach that, and kind of maybe listen to two books per month. And Mm. specifically, what I want to focus on is Spare, because I think this would be an interesting book to listen to and I know it's been it's been trending for some time and I'm I was debating about listening to it from the very beginning 
But you know what? I said I would give it a try. And the one book that I really want to listen to is I'm Glad My Mom Died uh, by Janet McCurdy. Mm -hmm. So that one is a very powerful one that I've heard so many good reviews on it. So, um, yeah. Okay. There's too many books and not enough time, quite frankly. Right. I know. That's Clearly. the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. You guys got me hooked. If you we, guys got me hooked. If there wasn't work, <laughs> you know, we would just be spending all of our time reading, right? So. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Work. What's that again? Um, but it's true. I, and, and I really like how you've, you know, catered your goal based on uh, last year to this year, Niz, because you're saying, well, I want to get through something, right? And that was kind of me for a while last year as well. It's saying, as long as I get through the book club books, then I know that the books are piling up, the the have read list. Because um, your to, to read list is always going to be bigger. <laughs> um, how about you, Karen? You have some reads that you're looking forward to, as you mentioned. Yeah, so one of them, uh, sort of speaking to your memoir idea, is called Unraveling. This just dropped um, just a couple days ago. It's just been published. So it's uh, the full title is Unraveling, What I Learned About Life While Shearing Sheep, Dying Wool, and Making the World's Ugliest Sweater by Peggy Orenstein. <laughs> I love that title. Yeah, isn't that fun? So uh, Peggy's written a lot of um, books that I read when my kids were younger, sort of parenting-oriented books. Um, and I really, really like her writing style. This one is more about what she did during COVID. So she decided that while the earth was shifting under her feet, literally, she she lost her mother, her, her father was not well, her daughter was leaving for college, um, that she would take up this project. And so uh, she thought it would just be sort of learning about wool and fiber arts and all that kind of thing. But what she didn't expect was that it would turn into a journey about some of the major issues of our time. So she says specifically she learned about climate anxiety, racial justice, women's rights, the impact of technology, sustainability, and the meaning of home. And so this is one of the books that I'm going to be reading with one of my girlfriends, because um, we both have this sort of fantasy of moving to a commune and raising bees and sheep and, you know, big gardens and stuff. So, um, but she, Peggy Arnstein's hilarious. So I'm looking forward to that one. And then another one that I'm reading in um, the vein of, of talking to my daughter about the stuff she's learning is called Cassandra Speaks by Elizabeth Lesser. And this was published mm. last year. And so folks may be familiar with the Greek myth about Cassandra that she can see into the future, but no one believes her. So that's where the title comes from. So this book is um, Elizabeth Lesser's sort of um, musings on what if women were the ones that were telling the stories that we pin our lives to these days? How would we have changed the structure of power and feminism? Um, and so she specifically, you know, she asked questions about what if it was Eve that told the story about picking an apple or Pandora that told the story about opening the box and so um, this is one that I've actually started and it's it's quite engaging um, mm -hmm. and it's it's written by an, an older feminist writer I mean she's you know she's in her I think she's in her 50s maybe her 60s and so she has that lived experience that she's bringing into these discussions so it's an interesting one to talk to my daughter about who's just 19 right so she's got right. very um young feminist ideals about what what the world's going to look like for her and so yeah very interesting and then the last one is a fiction book that I really want to read it's not being published until June of this year and it's called The Whispers by Ashley Audrain and that's the author of the book The Push which I think most oh. on this panel have read yeah so memorable oh yeah yeah um which was a sort of a, a thriller suspense book but also anchored in family relationships and and motherhood and connections and it was it, like 
this was one of those ones I just could not put down this book. Hmm. Um, and so I'm looking forward to seeing how she does with her second novel. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Same here. Now that you've mentioned it, I'm like, that's definitely a, a one of the anticipated reads for me of 2023. I really appreciate everyone sharing, you know, your specific goals, uh, some of the books that we've shouted out and the intentions behind what you wanted to read. And as we wrap up, Karen, maybe we can talk about that intention. You know, what are some things to keep in mind or just some thoughts around setting reading goals? There's lots of reading challenges that you can Google online and find them. And if you want to go beyond just sort of the number of books, you could do things like read everything by one author or complete a series. Um, there's some great things. New York Times does a, a, a place series where they pick an author who's from a particular place, whether that's a city or a country uh, or a region, and they pick books that reflect that place and recommend them. And that's really interesting. They did one on Newfoundland earlier in the summer. Um, so if you're looking for something that sort of takes you out of your your typical reading, the other one I want to mention is The Fold, the Festival of Literary Diversity. If you're wanting right. to sort of expand your understanding of different perspectives, they have a monthly reading challenge. Uh, the one for January was to read a book from a debut Muslim author, and the one for February is a speculative fiction book by a Canadian black author. So they make these category suggestions and then they also give you book suggestions that fall within that. So that's a really great one if you're looking to sort of really move beyond what your typical, like if you always pick up white authors or young adult authors or whatever, this one would be a great one to follow. And you mm. can find that on their social media. Love it. Um, we've got to so many conversations today, connection, intention, uh, actual books that were specifically looking forward to reading this year thank you both for your time and Niz for chiming in as well uh, we'll wrap it right there and then we'll check in with you guys next month sounds good thank you Karen McKay and Teresa Power from the Center for Equitable Library Access talking about reading goals and leaving you with some resources for that as well next episode tune in because we're checking back in with Sarah Hillis for Know Your Narrator we're highlighting the voices behind our favorite listens and until that episode of AMI Audiobook Review, happy audiobook listening. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.